0: god man i'm so annoyed i gotta go through this again it's the same thing over and over again i just don't get it i think i should just get this thing started man start my business man what could possibly go wrong What will everyone do? I don't know where to start. There's too much competition. I want to start big. It's too risky. It's not perfect. I don't have the skill. Too scared or self doubt. I don't have the time. Lack of fun. Man, I need to stop making excuses. And I need to open up shop. This is. This is open up shop. The podcast. The podcast that documents the journey jir- journey journey the journey of building and launching open shop the small business geo marketplace get started. Get started get started get started welcome 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 to Open Up Shop, the podcast. I'm your host, EA Green, and we're here to navigate the ups and downs of entrepreneurship and conquer those obstacles by just getting started. So if you getting into this episode, you heard of we started off with a skit, and that skit is definitely something like kind of embodies what I went through before I got started you with Open Shop, And it really kind of ties in everything with the rollout that I have for open up shot, counting down the top 10 excuses that I've used, and you probably have used them too. So before we get into you know, like going into today's discussion, uh, I want to talk about what an excuse is. So an excuse Used as a noun is a reason or an explanation put forward to defend or justify a fault or an offense. I know the fault that I was trying to justify was me being in my own head. And I know that tons of other people who are listening to this, you may have gone through the same thing. You might do, deal with this every single day the same way I do. And by the end of this conversation, you know, I just want us to all understand that excuses are normal. Excuses are normal. But we do not have to fall victim to them to prevent us from reaching our goals. So before we get directly into it, I want to talk about what gets me started. And then the main thing that gets me started day by day is this quote. I did not get this far just to get this far. So now going into the discussion, we're going to take the top 10 excuses that we counted down over the last 10 days for the countdown for open up shop and then when we're going to come back and we are going to discuss how we can overcome those excuses. Let's get into it. Number 10. What will everyone think? All right, so that was number 10. So for me, I think number 10, for me personally, because I can only speak for myself, that the root of this excuse of why I used it is a lack of self-confidence. All Right. I feel like that I worry about what other people have to say or what other people think because I'm just not 100% confident in what I'm pushing forward. A lot of times I may get overzealous and I might get super excited about an idea and I'm sharing it with the world like, what about if we did this or what have, if this was happening? And it doesn't necessarily, you know, I don't necessarily dig deep and do any research yet. I'm just kind of, you know, feeling the air, kind of feeling the temperature to kind of see if that would actually work. So with that being said, I think by thoroughly thinking through your idea and actually writing it down, we might be off in a better spot um, where that can actually kind of prevent those things, where they can actually give you some feedback based off of some facts, some research that you actually have taken care of. All right. So when you do share these things and they give you feedback, it is so crucial to not get offended. And just ask for clarification, because a lot of times, you know, when you have that idea of a business or a project, you are you play it very close to the chest. Like you you care about it. And just like Erica Badu said, you know, I'm an artist and I'm sensitive about my shit. And that's very valid. But there has to, you know, by being open you can find some hidden gems, you know, that can actually help fine tune your idea, in order to help you move forward. So, with that, only care about what everyone thinks, only if what you're trying to do is literally impossible. Okay, it's literally impossible. In every other case of the matter, you might be able to find some information that could potentially help you to pivot. I'm pretty sure there's, you know, we're open shop. Uh, there was tons of ideas where I had of what direction that we should go. And just by getting, gathering feedback and just gathering what potentially my potential customer might need, I was able to kind of help fine tune it and help guide it to where it is today. And then the last thing about this, remember, advice is rooted in experience and not in opinions. Now let's talk about number nine. Number nine. I don't know where to start. Alright, so that was number nine. Now with this one, where should we start? Right? Nah, just joking. But with this one, I think what we have to understand that it's okay that in this situation that you might be looking at a different project or for your business, you're just green in that space. Green meaning new. And I don't think that should be anything that should help prevent you. It should be almost like an opportunity that, hey, you know, you don't know what you might learn from this. But right. it doesn't hurt by just doing, by just getting started, by just looking into it, because you won't know what there is to actually worry about until you actually get it done. Right. And again, believe it or not, writing it down, it really does help. Right. So when you write everything down, you're able to see what everything that needs to be taking place and then you're able to prioritize it from there. And when it comes to, you know, helping guiding you to where you should start, Google is your best friend. I can't, you know, I've spent tons of time using Google or using different search engines and looking up articles and looking up Harvard business reviews and everything in order to try to find out and try to get as much information as I possibly can to kind of help guide me. And then if that doesn't work, reach out to someone who has the experience. Uh, One thing that I've actually learned over the last six months or so that DM diving on social media actually does work. A lot of times, you know, you might see someone who might be doing something. A lot of times, you know, people do like to just help people and they don't really have anything, you know, no hidden agendas. You know, it, all they could do is just say no or they could just leave you on But that doesn't really hurt. You know, who cares? And then the last thing, once you write it out, make sure you create steps. One of the things that I use or one of the apps that I use that really helps me out other than a notepad, you know, in the, you know, in the Apple, uh, iPhone is I use an application called Trello. What Trello let, allows you to do is, you know, be able to create the different steps in a particular process or a particular project. And then you are able to move, you know, each step or, you know, each section, you know, move it around in order to help prioritize it and in order to keep you on track. And then with that, Let's get into number eight. Number eight. There's too much competition. Now with number eight, one thing that we all have to just understand is that there will always be competition. There's nothing that we could do about that. Um, when, when we're looking into it, you know, having competition like it should actually help you out. It should actually see like what actually works. And in order to see what actually works, to see what can actually be done a little bit better. right. So when it comes to your project or anything that you might be looking for, try to focus on a particular niche. Right. I'm pretty sure by if I gave you the pitch for what OpenShop was, you would say, hey, there's a couple of things out there that sound very similar. But the main reason why we really separate ourselves or really, you know, divvy ourselves from the main the main batch is that we are focusing on small businesses and we are adding a differentiator by adding geolocation to your virtual storefront. So with that being said, you know, just look at it and say in a sense that. If you can't be the first one doing it, just do it better. Now, Let's get into the next one. Number seven, I want to start big. This excuse, what really gets into it is that this is really about overwhelming yourself, right? About starting, about wanting to start really, really big. I know for me personally, I can easily think of an idea and I can get caught up in the potential. And the potential is great. But a lot of times you have to understand, like, you know, know what the potential is. But we should use that as a way to kind of help us, push us to want to get there as quickly and as efficiently as possible, right? And we have to understand that once we want to do something, even though it wants to be a huge thing, it's all possible, but it can not happen overnight. So we need to be able to focus, be able to divvy out and figure out what needs to be done and just get started and just get it moving. You know, some tools or some tips about how to really kind of take control of something that might be so big reverse engineering you should ask yourself what needs to happen in order to do this that question will you know basically help you be able to be able to back out of what actually the steps might need to be in order to get to that that big goal all right and some of the other things that might you might look into is creating a prototype or MVP which is a minimal viable product and what that is is basically the very basic nature of your project or your business. Captures what the idea of what you're trying to sell or what you're trying to provide value for. Now, with that being said, let's get into number six. Number six. It's too risky. All right. So now we're into number six. So with number six, I actually got help from when I was looking up, you know, things online to kind of find the best ways in order to try to summarize what you know, what true risk is in regards to entrepreneurship or, you know, you following your dreams, I found an article on Medium that was labeled Entrepreneurial Risk. I'm going to put it in the show notes so that you can actually read it in more detail so you can see what I'm about to talk about. All right. So with that, the best way to deal with risk is just to know what they could possibly be. You're not going to know all of them. You're not going to be able to find out what all of them are. But the best way is to kind of be able to put them in these four tranches or these four groups. So you have financial risk, career risk, family and social risk, and psychic risk. Financial risk is clearly, you know, it's very clear what that might be. You know, you have to understand that, you know, when you are trying to complete something that you have to spend money in order to make money. A lot of times nowadays, you don't actually need to spend a dime. There's tons of different resources that allow you to figure out what you should do in order to be able to start selling something what when it comes to career, we have to be able to balance between you know if you are working a nine to five job and what you are truly trying to do you know what I like to call the seven to two all right and in family and social, i mean that I think is one of the bigger the bigger reasons why people kind of fall back from trying to do what they're you know what they're looking out to do. When it comes to family and social, I think the best thing is being transparent with those with those individuals. When we're transparent with those individuals, you know, they can understand what the expectations are and then they can actually know or they actually might offer you some help. You know, a lot of I don't think Most of our family or friends, they want to see us do bad, but they just want to make sure that if we are going to set out to do something, that we are all in, and that we make sure that we still take care of our responsibilities. And then the last one is psychic risk, which basically is your mental health. Um, I can't tell you know so many times where I've been dragged from my office from you know my fiance, where I've I'm up to 2, 3 o'clock in the morning where I still have to be at work by 8. And just, you know, understanding that, you know, you have to be able to take care of yourself. You have to eat well. You have to get sleep. You have to work out. I'm still working on working out, but we're all going to get it done. But with that, let's get into number five. Number five. It's not perfect yet. All right. So that was number five. And Wu Chile. This is one of the biggest ones that I've had to deal with. Uh, I never realized that I was a perfectionist. I just never knew that this was a thing. I just thought that I just, <laughs> I just thought sometimes I just set out to do something and I try to do my best work. But then once you look at it and you realize that you could just do better. So with that, I think that you have to just kind of come to grips or to have the understanding that it will never be perfect. It just needs to be tolerable. It needs to be, and when tolerable, you know, I feel like it has a negative connotation, but it needs to be digestible. It needs to be in the sense that, you know, it can actually work. And when it comes to, you know, with your project or with your business, once it's at a tolerable state, you can always add on to it. And I think if you are transparent with who you're trying to serve and they understand what level you're at. I think that they'll be way okay. So that shouldn't prevent you from getting started and pushing something out there. Let's get into the next one. Number four. I don't have the skills. All right. So that was number four. I know for me, I used this early in the game when I first had the idea when I was in my MBA program and I was going through the classes and I finished my MBA and I virtually had a business plan. And I just let it sit. I let the idea sit. And the main reason why I let it sit is because I felt like that I did not have the skills of what it took in order to make it happen. And I know I mentioned this earlier. And sometimes you have to practice what you preach. And Google is definitely your best friend. There are tons of resources out there depending on what you're looking to do. And, again, like we said, like most times you are not the first one. You may not be the first one to do something. So there's tons of examples out there that you can help use as a rubric or as a a shell of what you're trying to accomplish. So some resources that you might keep on deck is you have Google, YouTube University, Fiverr. So Fiverr is great for, you know, when you have these small little projects such as if you need voiceovers, uh, if you need logos or different things of that nature. Upwork. Upwork is a is a platform that helps people if they have like more something on the digital side or more on the uh, development side, you can basically provide your project about what you're trying to accomplish. And then different teams will essentially try to bid for the work dribble. Dribble is something that's a little bit more specialized. Uh, they have similar to Fiverr. They are more focused on different creative uh, spaces. So, more logos, or more of any creative works that you might need or creative content. And then you have Udemy. I didn't, if I'm not mistaken, Udemy was not out when I was in my MBA course. or It was very early, so I didn't really understand or didn't know what it was. But Udemy has tons of courses that are very affordable that helps really drive down to tons of different topics that you might want to look into in order to help you move forward to learn how to start your business or start your project. And then Old Faithful is definitely your your local school or your university. And then the big one is your network. I'm sure you have someone that you might know or you might know someone who knows someone. You got to be able to exhaust all these different places in order to make sure that you absolutely know, have nowhere else to go. Now let's get into the next one. Number three. What ifs too scared, or self-doubt. So now number three. Number three, I named the what-ifs. So now with the what-ifs, this is something that really kind of has a huge theme with imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is a psychological pattern in which an individual doubts their accomplishments and has a persistent, eternalized fear of being exposed as a fraud. So I think that this is uh, the what ifs. You know, this is when you ask your scalp, yourself these different questions, trying to figure out like, well, what if this happens, or what if that happens? I think that happens when you are getting out of your comfort zone. So with that being said, those questions are very valid, but you won't know what happens until it actually happens. And you know, for the most part, if your project, your business is not You know, risky in a point point of risking your life You know, once it takes place You actually might be able to, you know, stop for a second Assess what's taking place And adapt Once you adapt You can, you know, it might put you in a better off place But we cannot allow this You know, these thoughts in our head Or these words in our head Prevent us from moving forward We gotta keep pushing And on to the next one Number two, I don't have the time. All right, so with this one, everyone, everyone uses this one. And the biggest thing I can really say is that it's about sacrifice. I know everyone here is very cliche. We all have the same 24 hours in a day. But sometimes when it comes to sacrifice, we need to potentially, you know, Take certain things out of our life. Not necessarily erase them out of our life, but just scale them back. right? And getting into a place where we can allow ourselves the time in order to move forward to try to accomplish these things that we have dreams about. Or things that we always talk to our friends about or our family about. We have to make be, and be willing to make the sacrifice. Uh, for me, what have I sacrificed? I have sacrificed watching TV, playing Call of Duty. I do play them every once in a while, but I realized that they were taking up some very valuable time that I could have been working on my business, working on this podcast and, you know, just moving forward and just making progress. So, with that, just sacrifice the time, just sacrifice it. Figure it out and in, fact, you know, just do it little by little so that you can actually, you know, be able to get yourself that extra hour in a day or that extra 2 hours in a day or 2 hours in a week. A little is better than nothing at all. Now let's get into number one. Number one. Lack of funds. All right, so we are here at the last one. Money, money, money. It seems to be the root of all evil and the, the biggest contributor to our problems. But when it comes to your project or it comes to your business, there are tons of different tools that allow you to be able to provide something or something that you can able be able to pitch with or be able to raise funds with without truly going super deep into your pocket. So, some of the things that you can do again is by creating a prototype first. I know with OpenShot what I did, I went to Fiverr first and I had a uh basically had a gig where someone created the actual screens of what the app looked like, right? I, I think I spent maybe 50, 60 bucks on, you know, 10 screens, something that I couldn't do on my own. And then after I received those screens, I used an app called Envision. I'll put those in the show notes. Envision is a prototype app. What this app allows you to do is to take those different screens and be able to place place them into an app interface and be able for you to be able to create actual buttons to actually make you travel from one screen to the next, so it virtually gives you what you know the like the training wheels of what a particular app might look like, and that's just one thing that you could do, but you can still take that same approach and if you wanted to launch a clothing line, you can create the designs or create the prototype and just take a picture of it. And place it up. Right. The next thing you could do. Along with drawing. Or you know. Using different renderings. In order to place them. In a a prototyping app. When it comes to trying to raise funds. Before you ask others. Make sure you have some skin in the game. Simply put. No one wants to support someone. Who is not supporting themselves. Right. So. Other than that. You know. Once you. Let's say if you wanted to create. A clothing line. And you have a prototype. Of what. You know. You're trying to sell. Before you can actually pre-sell those items, you can, you know, garner some interest some garner some buzz on social media and say, hey, you know, we're selling this T-shirt for the next two weeks for pre-sale. And then please give us a week or two in order for it to be made and then sent out to you. And then once you sell those things, because you know you are because you know your stuff is really, really popping. You're going to have some money in order to be able to put it back into the business. Right, it's about the authenticity of what you're trying to sell and the problem that you are trying to solve. All right after that, you can ask a lifeline, ask family, ask friends, saying, "Hey, look, I put money into this. You know, I think it's a great idea. Would you be willing to put money into this too?" After that is crowdfunding. There's, as long as you could tell the perfect story and my I mean story, basically something that really represents what your brand or what you're trying to accomplish. There's different things like uh, Indiegogo and some other you know, crowdfunding sources that you can actually reach out to the mass public and ask them to invest in your business before it comes out, right? Because they think that what you are trying to provide is actually going to provide a solution for them, so why not? And then the last thing is focusing on the prototype. When you have a prototype, Again, this is the the minimal viable product. This is the very, very basic form of your idea that can actually be placed out early so that you can start making money. Right. Once you do that, you can take those funds that you make in order to reinvest it into your business, in order to branch out, to create more, to create more until it gets to that huge, big success that you know that your business can be. And that was the top ten excuses that I've used and you've probably used too. Now, let's just take a quick break, and then we'll wrap up the show. All right, so this last, this last segment before we roll out, this segment is called Concept Startup Growth. What this section is looking to do is to be a summary of what we spoke about in order to give you actionable advice. So if anything, you can take away this from this conversation. There's three sections. Concept, which is about planning. Startup, which is about executing. And growth, which is about adapting and maintaining. So from this episode, I'll you know give a little bit for based off what we talked about. And in future episodes, every person that we have an interview with, they will answer these questions in order to make sure that you have something that you can actually walk away with in order to get going. All right. So now with the top ten excuses and how to overcome those things, the first thing that you need to do is write it down. Either a notebook, either The Trello app that I mentioned or the notepad and your phone. One of the best things that I've invested in is that I found some uh, whiteboard panel from Home Depot. It was 12 bucks. It was eight by eight. Sorry, four by eight. And I had them cut it up in the store and I placed it up against my wall and I got some dry erase markers and I was able to get everything out of my head and into something on paper or basically on the board. And I was able to help see what I was trying to plan. Now with executing, this best thing, again, I think for me is using the Trello app, because this really helps you prioritize. And maybe I like using it because I have a project manager background. But if you need help, you know, or if you want to try it and you wanna look into it and you need help, just reach out to me and you know, we'll, you know, I'll try to do as much as I can in order to help you out. And then with the growth. About adapting and maintaining, so you can't adapt and maintain if you do not do and that 's it <laughs> that's that's all I, That's all I can really say you got to do it and then once you realize you know once you do it and you you take a look at it, see what you did right, what you could have done better, and then learn from it, and then place it into you know your processes or into your business or into your project that was concept start of growth. And now we're going to get into is the hashtag comfort zone killer. And this is going to be your call to action. This is something that, you know, once you listen to this episode, because we know you listened to it and, you know, you enjoyed it. And it was so many gems and it was so many things that maybe you thought about. Or you might say, hey, look, I knew that this was the case. And now, you know, I got a second opinion. Use hashtag comfort zone killer in order to help motivate you throughout the week until the next episode of Open Up Shop. So with Comfort Zone Killer, this thing might be, you know, quote, lyrics or video that I might find that really helps motivate me. Because I really find it in the weirdest places. So with this week's Comfort Zone Killer is, what happens on Earth stays on Earth. And this comes from the, the world famous, famous kid, kid Capri. Capri. From Damn, the album by Kendrick Lamar. What happens on Earth stays on Earth. What this meant for me, even though it's in the very, very beginning, and it's all throughout the album, in one particular song, in the song Element, which I really like. So what I learned from this is that there's nothing better than right now. Like, you have to live your life to the fullest. You have to try different things. You have to get out your comfort zone and just get it going and just get it done. Because you can't take it with you. All right, and that is this week's episode of Open Up Shop. I really hope that you was able to take something away from that. About the top ten excuses that I've used, and maybe you've used them too, and how we can, you know, again, that they are normal, but we cannot fall victim to these things. And that they're going to come up, but we just have to be able to identify them when they're happening, and be able to set them to the side or address what is actually taking place and move forward. So tune in next week for your weekly dose of make it happen. But in the meantime, you can get more about the journey by following me at EA the exec. On all social media platforms and learning more about OpenShop at OpenShop US or launch.openshop.com. Now get your journey started and build your idea, project, or business, but just remember all you have to do is open up shop. Deuces.